Are you ready? I'm ready. Good, because it's starting. Welcome to the first episode of Adulthood Friends. Uh, this is Aya Ishai speaking. Josh, you want to introduce yourself? I'm Josh Littman. <laughs> okay, how's that? Is that a good introduction? How do we know each other, Aya? Oh, yeah. And who are we? So we've known each other since we were in preschool. So like, we were like three years old. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we weren't, I wouldn't say that we were friends as children. I would say we were acquaintances, but like we were in such small. We didn't have a choice. Exactly. We were just, yeah. We were in such small classes that everyone was like friends with each other. Um, yeah, and we went to a little little Jewish preschool, and then a little Jewish elementary school, and then we were in the same high school, and yeah. then we were in the same university, and then we also worked our first job together, and yet, when would you say we started to become, like, friends? Um, so I would honestly say, like, maybe a year ago. Really? Not even a little bit before that? Oh, you think? Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, like, it depends on your I would yeah, say, in our adult in our adult lives, I think is the point. Yeah, I would say we started to become friends maybe a few years ago, but like I wouldn't have considered you one of my close friends until about a year ago. Yeah, but, and I feel like I yeah, and I think we would just become closer in this last in this last the more we talk, basically. Uh yeah, no, I think so. And it's um so coming back to the title for a moment, like the idea of childhood friends is very common, but adulthood friends is a lot is a lot less common because, well, one, maybe because it's harder to make friends as an adult. So you don't really, you never refer to it as that. But um, there's also something about knowing someone as a child. So like, you know a lot about them that you probably wouldn't know about a, an adult when you meet them. That makes a huge difference to how you understand them. Yeah, I mean, look, we adulthood friends isn't even a like. That's why, I like, you came up with this title. Um, I thought it was great because, you know, we say childhood friends all the time, you know. But I've I've tried looking up adulthood friends on Google to see if that was the name of a podcast already, and it's not even the name of anything. It's not even a real. I couldn't even. I like put adulthood friends in quotes, and no one says that. It's not even a thing yeah. that's been said. Yeah. And yet, you know, it, it, you know, if you want to talk about being friends as an adult specifically, that's what you have to say, being friends as adults. You know, mm -hmm. why it, it's, it's already something that's, um, it's like a given that as children, you know, ch being childhood friends is the thing. And later on in life, it even, even in the, the title of it, it's something that takes more work. Um, and I think that that's really interesting. And I feel like we're a pretty good example of that, um, of that, of that, attempt and that we've kind of had to force our friendship into existence uh despite our lives and the fact that we live well you live in canada still where we're from in london ontario um and i live in los angeles california which i moved here eight years ago to go to film school so um, yeah. yeah we're pretty distant there should be no reason that we're friends today but yeah the reasons differ so much like when you're friends as kids it's just like we go to the same school whereas now I mean I would say we have a lot in common in ways like in terms of being interested in writing and um, yeah stuff like that which well, is, we found that out yeah we, found that after out. We, we talked to each other and we're like oh shit we're, we're like yeah we're like, can we swear on this podcast doesn't matter 
Um, <laughs> That's fine. But it's definitely not a friendship of convenience anymore. Like no, it's not. When you're little, it's a like friendship you, of convenience, yeah. I, I thought about it like, I don't know, but you have siblings. You have like two older brothers, right? And I have two younger brothers. And I realized like, you know, you grow up with your, your siblings, at least for me, like we're brothers. Like, okay, we grew up together. We're just, it's just a given. Yeah. But I remember like coming back home after being away for a while and having a chat with my brothers and being like, hey, like, I like you as a person. Hmm. Like yeah. we should be friends. Like we're not, we had to choose to be friends as adults because we're not, it's just because we were necessarily forced together in the same space when we were younger doesn't necessarily mean we're going to have that connection when we're older. And it's kind of a surprise sometimes and a pleasant one uh, to find out that you're like, hey, we, we actually... <laughs> you know, it's almost like re-meeting the people you already know to a degree. Yeah. yeah. Do you feel like that's what happened here, Aya? Yeah, I feel like we re-met, but I also feel like, I mean, I think in some ways we're so different than we were as kids. So, like, my idea of you as a kid is very different from, uh, I think, how you are now. And it's kind of... What's your funny. idea of me as a kid, Aya? Oh. Uh, <laughs> I, I think you... Uh, I don't know how to... Well... <laughs> what's a nice way of saying it what's a nice way of saying it? um no it's not you were just you know you were like really energetic and it was almost like you were hyperactive on like fast forward so like that's true it, I remember it was always very hard to like get a word in you'd be like you were just like that's my idea of you as a kid um, and I've only changed a little bit since then. Exactly. Like, I feel that you've slowed <laughs> down a bit. And I mean, you were, I think as a kid, I felt like that you were not oblivious, but like, which you probably weren't. It seemed that way. I mean, we're all kids. We're all kind of oblivious. We're not but all very self-aware. You brush things off very easily, which now I see as like a good thing. But I think at the time you were less affected by, it seemed like you were less affected by things. So for example, this one crazy teacher we had, uh she who must not be named no um <laughs> i guess i shouldn't name names here but she's not alive now so yeah good um <laughs> she sucks <Sorry>. she traumatized <laughs> whole generations of tiny jewish children like seriously she was kind of evil anyways i won't get into that but i feel like you were the um target of a lot of her evilness sometimes and you would just be like, okay, <laughs> like you barely, I don't know, like maybe you did notice it, but I mean, if I got even the slightest amount from her, I would just be like, I would break down in tears. So for me, you seemed pretty resilient or in my view, it was that you were <laughs> oblivious. But, well, I wasn't oblivious. I, no, I don't, I don't think I would now use I that word. But I well, yeah, that. no, well, I mean is I, I see why you could see that. I was a very positive kid and I always, I always yeah. assumed the best constantly. But that was, um, it was interesting because that teacher, um, it was, you know, it wasn't much worse enough, to be honest, than some of what I was experiencing at home. But uh, so I was used to this type of thing. And, you know, I had a personality. I always felt that was very easy to be targeted, um, you know, as a, um, I think it was very easy for me to get bullied as a kid. I'm not victim blaming myself entirely, but, um, you know, a little bit. But the truth is, I think that that's, you know, um, when I think about my best friends, they weren't the people who were necessarily in my class, you know, the people that I was around at the time. There were people outside of school that I grew close to, right? Um, and because we went to this little Jewish school, I had 
well, we had, we had eight, nine years together yeah. with the exact same class of 11 or 12. Yeah, it was like 12 people. And maybe once in a while, we'd get like an extra person, like for a year or two. Yeah, and by the end, I think it was, yeah, grade, in, in the set, in the grade, by grade eight, we, and we had the largest class in the school. Yeah, it's hilarious. Kids. And by class, and we, had, but... <laughs> we mean grade for everyone who doesn't, like, uh, it's not just a small class, it was like an entire grade. That um, was the grade, that's that true. There wasn't another, there wasn't another grade seven class. There was one. In fact, we had the largest one. There was a year where grade eight consisted of one kid. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. It yeah. was like grade, they called it grade seven, eight. And there was like yeah. five kids in grade seven. And imagine being the only kid in your, I don't know. Anyway, that's it was but, interesting. Well, but you got attention. You got a lot of attention. In yeah. my case, sometimes it was too much negative attention. Um, and that's a good, like you, you said, you were a very positive kid. And I think that's, so to me as a child and up until kind of recent adulthood, seeing people as just positive, having a positive attitude towards life, to me, I assume that they were just dumb. Like they weren't realizing everything that was wrong with the world, which I know now is not true. And that's kind of a crazy thing to think. But when only you, when you're used, because I, I think I'm very much on the opposite end of the spectrum there. Like I'm so used to seeing the negative and like in- uh, Would you say you're more of a pessimist? Uh, I would say you're like a- stylistic pessimist like I don't think you're actually a pessimist I think oh you oh me of course yeah Yeah, I think (laughs) for sure I thought you were saying you I'm like well I mean you say cynical things sometimes but it's more of a like a I'm a bit dark but I don't know if I'm a pessimist dark yeah I don't think it's an actual uh I don't think it's actually how you normally are so yeah no I mean I was also taught to be a pessimist like that's like you were taught by who my 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 I don't want to blame my parents, but like they are very. <laughs> well, it's interesting. Your mother, you're, so interestingly, your mother was our teacher in grade yeah. seven. Yeah. And I never, I don't know if I've talked to you much about what it was like for your parent to be our teacher. Um, and what that meant to me, she was just, oh, my grade seven teacher, yeah. uh, Maura Nikki. Yeah. You know, but to you, it was mom. Yeah, it was very weird. It was very weird. And I, I think like that's one of those things that I think about like, when I tell people that as an adult, it's like, oh, that's like a whole thing. <laughs> like, I think that's a whole treasure trope in there. Um, no, I mean. And for the record, I liked your mom as, as a teacher, but, oh, you know, good. she wasn't my mom, you know. Yeah, it's different. I mean, it, it's complicated. And I mean, I, uh, I remember loving having my mom there when I was younger because I, mm-hmm. I was so used to school was still a place where my mom was like, and I, I'm right. really attached. Um, I think it. Did she drive you home at the end of the day? Often, yeah. And I mean, I felt not special, did, but like did I you felt like, like stay, I, Did you stay there longer because of it? Sometimes, yeah. Or like I would be there. I was used to like, like the school felt like a second home, you know, because I, I used to go there when I was little too, like just with her or, you know, if I wanted something, I could always run to her and be like, oh, I want to buy this thing. Can you give me money now? Like I didn't have to, it's just weird. But it also like later I'm, oh, that probably wasn't good in some ways and I remember being in high school and being like nobody's watching me anymore for instance I don't know if this is interesting to anybody but like this is super interesting it's interesting to me your adulthood friend (laughs) thank you thank you Josh (laughs) Um, when we were in I don't remember maybe grade one or grade two whenever folk dancing started so we had all these clubs at school right so one of the clubs was folk dancing and my mom was the the leader of that and I oh my gosh, I just, I just had flashbacks to all that now. 
It Did you? Back. So I remember I went out for recess because I was like, I don't know, I just wanted to go out for recess like a regular kid. And my mom came outside and said, you're coming to folk dancing club. You don't have a choice. And <laughs> I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I love doing that too. So it's not, there's nothing wrong with it. But I mean, there was like a, you know, there's a sense of someone is. Because your mom saying it, it's not just your teacher. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there's a, someone is all, it's almost like someone is always watching you in a way that you're not. Maybe you can't like go to school to escape your parents a little bit if you need yeah. to like have a little breather. Yeah, and I feel weird putting this on here because I, I mean, I love my mother very much, but you know, <laughs> I think everyone. Well, that's it's good stuff to talk about. Are you only, yeah, no, it's not like, no, when we talk about our mothers, I have much worse things to say about mine. You, you love your mother greatly. <laughs> You're just gonna listen though, I think to say. I mean, <laughs> I like, I trained you, you in my dark sense of humor too, so there you yeah. go. Um, <laughs> yeah we have a we have we both i think we share a very dark sense of humor which i think is very uh that's which good. is another another thing that we discovered later. yeah that's true yeah did, did you feel like when we so when we went to when we started working what, how old were you when you got we were on the same age when we got the job at the library we worked oh, at the, yeah. at the um, public library together for years right yeah i think i was 15 or 16 when i got that job. yeah i was six 16, I was 16. Maybe. yeah yeah i think i was six yeah yeah. And I don't know about you, like, did you, I worked with you for years and I still feel like I didn't really yeah. know you. Yeah, I think, at that I age. mean, yeah, I don't know why we were never really, and also like we carpooled, like we lived right near each other, right? I don't even remember that, did we? Are you kidding me? Yeah, like sometimes I would <laughs> I don't remember. Because you'd be like, oh, can I get a Oh, ride? wait, yeah, 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 you would, when you were driving, that's right, you picked me, yeah. Um, and I, like we, we lived so close together. It's kind of weird that we weren't like convenience friends too, you know? Mm-hmm. Although like there was less of the girls were friends with more with girls and boys were friends more with boys. Like, yeah, we were 15 or 16. It was very, it was different. Yeah. yeah. And that was Not... also kind of like an intermediate point. And you had, we had like we had different home. circles too. Hmm? Yeah. We took the same bus home from school. We did. Oh yeah. So then you... But like I never sat so you, next to you to talk to you. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's Josh Lidman. Like I know him from when I was a kid. And yeah, whatever. Like, 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 like we probably. I think we were all tired of each other at that point. <laughs> we were like, I, it's interesting. I don't think I ever felt I was tired of you, but I again, it's like you see your family. Symptoms. I think it's again, it's a little bit like that. I think I saw you almost like family, given how long mm-hmm. we've known each other, and like family, you think of them necessarily as we all felt like a part of. Um, Maybe it was something to get away from. Yeah, it's true, actually. I, I think, like, one of the big examples of that for me was, like, because I was best friends with her in, like, kin- or like preschool and then elementary school a bit until, like, she kind of went off on her own thing. And we're super different. But I remember in high school, my friends, like, they didn't hate her, but, like, they would say things about her because she was, like, part of the, like... Uh, I don't, I don't know what to call them. Like the, um, Certain clique. like the ditzy types, like they were a group, right? Like <laughs> if you want to separate people into groups, I remember my friends just being like, oh my God. And they would say things about her. And I had like a weird feeling. Cause I mean, I wasn't currently friends with her. Like we would say hi in the hallway, but I never, we never hung out. Like we were not friends, but when they kind of said things about her, I felt like I had to come to her defense. Um, kind of like an old, like a weird cousin or something you know 
like mm-hmm. yeah, yeah so- because you're like wait we're where it's basically, it's like family. It's that it feels yeah. like a little bit like, like, I hey. I was like, oh, no, you don't know her. She's actually really nice. And I remember being yeah. like, I, but I hated everyone. So it was weird for me to even defend someone. Like, you're a bit, you're a, you've been a bit, you're, I, I didn't know this when I was younger, but like you were kind of a misanthrope. A you didn't bit, know that right? when I was younger? Yeah, no, I'm super, I, I mean, not now, but I was for many, many years. I still kind of am a little bit, but yeah. Yeah, I just thought you were, I just thought you were, I mean, I, I knew that you, we're a little judgmental, maybe. For sure. Yeah, you don't have to <laughs> but... sugarcoat that. I was super judgmental. No, that's that's how I would describe it, you know. Yeah. Um, and I was and I was easily judged, so I always felt that a different, uh, uh, you know, a different side of things. Are you frozen, or are you just stopped? No, I'm still here. Can do I look frozen? <laughs> Sorry, I'll edit that out. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> no, you gotta leave those things in. They're important. Well, I told you what I thought of you as a kid. What did you think of me? Kind of an oh, aspect. besides the judgmentalness? Yeah, the judgmental is uh, a good start. I mean, that's for sure true. You know what I have one of the earliest memories I have of us, Aya? Let's hear it. I, I, have, I remember dancing with you in grade one. I don't remember that. Yeah, for, like it, for, for, it was promotion night or something. And we had to do, do you not remember this? And we all got yeah. paired up and we had to dance. It was pro- we had these nights... They were called promotion night where we, you know, got promoted to the next grade, mm. um, which I guess other schools didn't do that, huh? Did they was not? that just our school? Something like graduation night or something? Do they do that at every school? I don't know. I, I always no thought our Jewish school was just different than everybody else. Yeah, but. I think we all went through like a very special experience there. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, we did, and we would do like a singing and dancing stuff. I don't know, every, every year some uh every grade would do something type thing yeah and like singing yeah i remember you and i got paired up then i don't know what i thought of you i just remember that we did that um i always thought yeah i I always thought you were nice but i didn't i didn't judge like the girl you know the girls were kind of with the girls and the guys were with the guys we all kind of had our own we had like a we had an even split basically you know we basically had six girls six guys um that's true i would say that you know if you look at the, the top of the food chain in the class for the girls and the guys I don't, I think I was probably at the bottom and you were probably at the top of the, oh. for the girls. That's I mean, how that's I looked a, at that's it. That's not a good thing when you're a kid because <laughs> it just means you were enough of an asshole that everybody was afraid of you at the top. That's not, I wouldn't say, I don't know. I'm, I wasn't. Uh, I was an asshole. Like I, and I, people listened to me for some reason. Like I would give them the weirdest, I would decide things for them. Like, and they just follow suit. Like everybody's just dying to have someone tell them what to do, even when you're little, right? And for some reason, I was very happy being the person. To you realize that in, your, in the place, you had a lot of power. To yeah. 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 It's weird. Do you still feel, do you, what do you think that, that feeling that, is it because you just cared less than other people? Do you think? You just didn't give it, you know, I mean, you, you were able to, you were kind of a whatever person and that kind of person draws, you know, well, that's interesting. A, I that I kind was... of power. I thought I like intensely cared so much that I was like, what oh. I want is the way that it has to be. And people just listened to it. I don't know. I had like a, I was kind of like, I think I, maybe I'm, I just made people like that judgmental thing wasn't censored ever. So when you say that stuff out loud, people are kind of afraid of you. Like they don't want to like in incur the wrath of a, like when I look at it now I'm like okay I was angry I thought that like the way that you interact with people is just by like insisting on what you want 
I don't know. I don't know. No, it's interesting. I mean, these are, this, we all kind of form and create different priorities as we're growing up. And, and that kind of forms how we come off to people. Sometimes we're stronger in one area than another. Yeah. And, and that becomes kind of who we are. And that until, cause we're not quite balanced yet. Mm. Right. And something different comes forward in different people, you know, different, at different times. Well, it's weird cause right? I don't love that at all now. I think I'm. Well, cause you became more bad, you know, you mean the rest of you caught up probably, you know, the, uh, does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, I caught up, but I think I went like pretty far the other way. I don't think I really like, I have, I have problems with assertiveness now, maybe because I realized that like, there's a difference between being an asshole and just being like normal <laughs> assertive. You, well, you gained it. You gained life. a sense of empathy. We all gained, as we grew older, we gained empathy. We realized how, yeah, what we do, you know, we, we, we feel other people's pain and we feel other people's, you know, and the same for me too. I didn't realize how I was coming off to people all the time. I was pretty self-focused, I think, you know. Yeah, we all were. As we all are as kids, right? You're just, yeah, you're just kind of the worst part of yourself magnified. And, you know, usually we expect that empathy comes over time and people gain it. Um, You know, the worst people in our society are the ones who don't ever get that sense of empathy. You know, but I think what I've come to find about you is that you have an intense level of empathy. You're a very empathetic person. And uh, that, to me, I think is the most valuable trait that anybody can have most human trait you know Thanks, yeah i think no it's true though that's, no that's very most... nice i think it does it is probably one of those things that helps you grow the most easily because it it kind of like forces you to whether you like you have to deal with you have to deal with understanding other people's emotions usually that kind of makes you makes you grow You're when like, do you think you do you, can you remember when there was like a change in you when you started to like when you started to uh, form more? I don't know. I remember for me, like, when it was for me, but I wonder if you remember that. Um, I have to think about that. Like, kind of a sense of, of like... Like, the self- sense of self-awareness, self-awareness and empathy yeah. and all that stuff hitting you. Um, I remember there was this one day where, like, I was hanging out. It was, like, one of those high school, um, like, spirit things i don't remember exactly what it was but we had to go to this place and we were all in colors and i was in a group with and i remember for some reason like i just remember i was talking to her and my way of talking was complaining because i thought that that's how people like get along (laughs) well we're also we're also jews so i mean it's true but i so i remember (laughs) i was just saying to her like oh this is this and oh this is this and she was just she did it like a brief image and she's the nicest person. This probably isn't a good, uh, no, well, it was kids. I mean, again, we're all different. She's probably th- and she I just think- pointed out, she just goes, Oh, I'm Aya. I hate everything. Blah, blah, blah. And she did like an imitation. And I just remember thinking like, Oh, is that what I'm like? Is that, do people not, <laughs> is that not a good thing to be around? Cause for me, it's like, that's how people bond. But now I also find that extremely annoying. Like shut up, see something good, but like nobody needs to hear all this shit. That's, shitty we know we know the shit that's shitty (laughs) but yeah I don't know I think it made me like really stop and she was like sorry sorry it's just like you're complaining a lot like she's and she's a super nice person but like that really just kind of I just remember feeling like this intense self-awareness about how I probably came off to people when I was trying to that was my way of bonding so like I didn't know I didn't know it's fucking annoying um yeah, well, it's so interesting, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a way to look at, and in, in, depending on who you are, when I remember seeing you, I didn't see someone who was, like, annoying, or I always thought, again, you were just at the top of this, like, again, you know, when we're kids, we look at people as, um, yeah. 
it's weird. We, we look at other kids in, in this sort of way of like the cool kids of, you were at the, you know, uh, I think that being the way you were made you, I don't know, you had it, you had a sort of, that, again, that assertiveness you say you don't have now, you really did have it then. I and, did, uh, yeah. I wish I could. And, it, and you would shoot it. But I don't know. I mean, for me, when I was in, I think it was, I don't remember if someone said something to me. Uh, I think someone did, but I think it was kind of a realization I had by grade nine, by my first year of high school, that I took things way too seriously. For someone who was so positive, apparently, mm-hmm. I really, I didn't know how to take a joke. Oh, right. Um, well, you and, and just, I kind of, yeah, okay. What were you going to say? Anytime something was said, you felt like you had to not resolve Respond. it, but like address every bit of it in like a very yes. serious way. Yeah. I feel like I, there's still parts of me that are like that, but you know, I think there's, I know what that, what that part is now. But um, at the time I did, everything was, I, I didn't know how to take it. I didn't know how to just let things go. Um, and I remember having this realization and then in my first year of high school, I had this determination that if someone's going to make a joke or crack a joke about me, I'm just going to laugh it off. Hmm. I'm just going to laugh with them. Oh. And, and I remember that moment. It was like a freedom. Like someone made a joke and I just laughed and I let it go. And I was like, oh, I don't have to take this that seriously. Now, the thing is, I still had certain, there's got to be something about my personality because I still brought a lot of, even when high school, like people, people found it really easy to make fun of me. But um, I think for me, everything really changed. I don't know if you People who know us, they know this, but people who won't, if they're listening to this, I uh, lost my mother when I was 16. Um, and uh, that was like a, you know, great in the middle of grade 10, mm-hmm. 10th grade, for American listeners who don't say grade 10. Uh, <laughs> what did they say? Uh, they, everyone here says 10th grade or 9th grade. Oh, no one says gotcha. grade. Yeah, that was, oh, okay. it's in Canada, we... We say both. Yeah. We're fine. I'm a dual citizen, so I get yeah. caught in between. So you're a dual uh, <laughs> and 10th grader. Exactly. <laughs> um, so I, yeah, when I did that, I feel, I don't know if I, I definitely changed. It definitely made me like brought a certain sense of mortality and sense of self-awareness at the age of 16, maybe earlier than I otherwise would have. But it also, I think it changed how people responded to me. You know, I bet you there was people who were like, maybe we shouldn't make fun of Josh so much as mom just died, you know, maybe we shouldn't, uh, <laughs> you know, there was, there was a certain, like, how do you, I, for sure. It made people more, it might have actually made some people more empathetic towards me. You know, they might have tried to see what would it be like to be me. Yeah. Um, and actually, it made my time in high school a little better after that happened, weirdly enough. Um, yeah. So I don't know, for me, you that was a big. Most, yeah, go ahead. No, no, sorry. A lot of that was the change in your life because of that or because of the change in other people? Like, was it the change in you or the change outside? Of I, it all fed in. I think it all, fed, well, again, so all these things are happening. We're all growing up around this age, right? I'm 16 years old by this point, right? Um, and uh, not only that, I have now changed because of what's happened. People are now changing and responding to me differently because of what's happened, right? This is, but it, it might have been the kind of thing that sped up a process or triggered a process that may yeah. never have happened, that makes you sense. know? I started questioning things I never questioned before, you know, I might, you know, I started to wonder how I, I started to see myself in other people's eyes. That's an important step, I think, in self-awareness. Yeah. And that's such a huge thing. Like, I don't think that can not change your life. Like, there's no way that you were going to 
just keep going. Oh yeah, just another just another Sunday. <laughs> I and yeah. I, I mean I also do remember feeling I felt like personally I don't think me and you I don't think I personally uh, teased you very much although I but I do remember no like, you didn't a huge sense of guilt um, at that point like when when your mother passed away I was like that's oh, interesting so I don't I don't know I don't know but so this is something that you felt during that time yeah yeah because I was like man josh has always been like i think yeah it kind of maybe it triggers you into feeling that empathy like oh mm. shit like we've all kind of been teasing him this entire i just remembered like <laughs> you being the uh, unnecessary target of a lot of of uh, crap like the whole just throughout elementary school at least and i don't know about high school i think it's probably a mixed bag there because you get to pick your friends but mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, we went from a like, school from 70 kids to 1,400, so I helped Yeah, learn. it's a big difference. <laughs> I just remember feeling like, oh, man, we've all been mean to him this whole time, and, like, now he's going through all this shit. Like, it's probably – I don't know. I don't know why. It doesn't – I don't know if it makes sense, but it was just uh, – I mean, I think that's a natural kind of reaction, but we also – again, it's weird. I never thought about how things like that can trigger our empathy. You know, as we discussed yeah. – <laughs> You know, this podcast, it's like, this is actually causing us to question and bring up things that we may never have done in the first place. But it's also, that's kind of the point of it, right? We want to, you know. <laughs> well, if, yeah. And also, like, so I think seeing someone go through something like that, it forces you to see them as a whole person as opposed to just, so instead of you just being like the guy. A character. Who, yeah, exactly. Instead of you I being, think that's a, mm -hmm. yeah, one dimension. And we all do that, don't we? We all, we all. I actually, I, I've thought about this myself a lot. Do you ever think about those people where like, oh, that person's such a character. It seems harmless. But whenever we make somebody 2D in our minds, yeah. I think that does a huge disservice to them. Yeah, really we really don't see. Yeah, yeah we're just, and we don't realize that they're way more similar to us than they are different, yeah. you know. Uh, all those people that are, you know, we call someone crazy or weird. If we dig just a little bit deeper, there's reasonings and understandings that we can relate to often. Yeah, it's like, um, you know what they started doing in TV shows, like, when you, they would have a character, like in Lost, I don't know, I'm sure, or I don't know I love if Lost. the first one to do that, but they do it all the time now, like, they'll have these crazy characters, and then, then they flash back to their backstory. Exactly. Somehow you end up loving all of the characters, like, they can start out just this total asshole, and you're like, oh, that's why. So, like, realizing exactly. that people really are like that, for the most part, I mean, there are obviously mm -hmm. exceptions, but a lot of the time you meet people and, and it's easy to reduce them, but. You know, I was thinking though, is when we were, when we were kids um, and uh, you know, are we, there's that question, like, do we become, do we turn into adults one day? Do we just suddenly become some other like version of ourselves? I don't think that's the case. I think what we are, we're like, what we did and what we were as kids actually is the basis and foundation of who we are. And we like build around that, for sure. you know, and this idea that we were different as kids is actually, it's probably not that true. It's that we, it's that we weren't fully formed. Yeah. Yet. And there's probably just like you one know? part of ourselves that was expressed at the time, whereas <laughs> the rest was just like latent. Like, yeah. Out in there. But it's also why I hate when people say, you know, like, oh, that's just a kid's movie versus I think a good kid's movie should be a good everybody movie. You know what I mean? If you like, if you notice that some of your favorite movies as kids, you still would enjoy today of as course, a good movie. Yeah. We weren't dumb as kids. Oh, we no, were, kids are not dumb. Kids are just... Yeah, but, but we forget that when we get older. 
that we had complex thoughts still. <laughs> True. No, I, you I, know, but... <laughs> I know I do agree that like we really underestimate kids and like, I really think the only difference is that they haven't been here long enough. Like yeah. it's just a lack of experience. It's not a stupid, like it's for sure not a stupidity. I think. I no, I agree. And I think what's interesting, I think just to tie that back into the fact that, so we're doing this podcast now, it's called adulthood friends. And you know, which I, I really like the title again, I want to say, because we, you know, now that we've, you know, we've gone through a little bit of uh, what brought us <laughs> to where we are we haven't gone through it all there's, there's a lot but yeah i didn't realize um, so much but yeah <laughs> oh I, I you know it's interesting every time you and i talk and the reason we part of the reason we started this podcast we just have these great conversations every time we talk anyway and discover new things you know why not turn that's that into true. something that's true this is kind of like a bit of a snapshot of some of the conversations we've gotten into where it's like <laughs> oh is that what that was like because i mean we kind of lived parallel for so many years yeah exactly and we like haven't intersected yeah. Exactly. That's a good way of putting it. We like parallel. It's a very interesting, that's a great way of putting it. We live like, we were like both going forward in our lives parallel to each other, but not really intersecting. Yeah. And even when we did intersect, it wasn't, it was by convenience. It wasn't like, it wasn't by choice. Yeah. There was was because we got the same job because we were in the same school because we, yeah. Yeah. Well, so do you feel now as, as a, uh, how, how, why do you feel it's so difficult? I guess is a question here to, be and maintain adulthood friendships? Um, I mean, I just think that there's less convenience. Like every, every friendship you have to, there's always choice. Like you always have to choose to be friends with someone or not. Like, and it's so easy to just not, there's no, unless you go to work somewhere, which I mean, I haven't done in a while. I mean, I, in school, I had a group of friends that were there, but like after grad school is done, it's like, some of them you keep in touch with and some of them you don't like you always it's always a choice so whether you make that choice or not it's kind of really you feel like it you've prioritized that in your life well now i have i've started to because i think like you start to realize um how much life sucks without friends (laughs) like not that i (laughs) not that i necessarily went through that that much but i I did for a while um i would always like prioritize a relationship like a romantic relationship over any kind of friendships so like friendships were kind of pushed aside and i didn't see why they were as important but then i mean you just you're missing so much and like when a romantic relationship falls apart which inevitably they mostly do that you're like oh shit what do i have left and you you have so little to to kind of support you whereas once i kind of got a um you know like a more stable group of friends not even not with each other but like just a friend from here a friend from there then you know going through anything is so much easier because you have like six different viewpoints uh, from people that you respect and admire that can like and you have, it's like a found they become a like foundation I, I, yeah. I feel like in a sense I, I've always seen them like I've always seen like we have these like pill these these pillars in our lives right and it like I used to what you were saying about you know prioritizing romantic relationships over friends I used to have such a fear of doing that um for that reason because I used to think well those can end <laughs> yeah, no, and that's, you know, I mean, and, that's and friendships can be forever and you can have as many of them as you want and yeah. you know why shouldn't shouldn't and these are the but I you know I, I came into this a little bit because you know when my I, I was very lucky that 
when I was younger, outside of school, I had met, and this is probably what saved me as a kid. You know, I, I, I uh, had a best friend, my friend Roman. And uh, he and I were like inseparably <laughs> best friends. Like, you know, the kind of best friend that made everything I went through in life bearable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was so lucky to have this. And I realized, I remember thinking, this is the best thing ever. Like I'm, I this to have this 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 connection and this relationship, and I thought everybody should have this. Yeah. And other people who didn't have didn't have this, I started to feel like you got like they're missing out or they're not pro- like you got to prioritize this. This is this is everything, right? Um, and I started to think, okay, when I make other friendships, I use that as a template. I always wanted to reach. Um, right. I always wanted to reach as deep. Yeah, Roman levels of French. I always wanted to reach. Um, that deeply with other people and every time and I kept this belief I had in the importance of that kept proving itself over and over again because whenever anything was going wrong or bad in life you turn to your friends you know your friends are are this these these pillars and I think we have a lot of we have these pillars in our life we have family right that could be a pillar for some people it's a positive one some people it's not right we got um we got our friends you got your romantic relationship I don't know if you've ever seen um it's like in, uh, inside out yeah, I mean, I, I don't know oh, if you've ever gonna... seen. Yeah. I don't know if I was gonna. <laughs> I get what you mean. Yeah. So I, I don't yeah, know if you've they, ever they seen. Literally, she has them as pillars in her mind, like. Oh. Yeah. Okay, so I don't even it, recall. The, I guess we. But it's like, we yeah. That's a that's an adult movie. I just don't say it. It is. It's really good. <laughs> the um, but yeah, these these pillars. I, like, you've ever seen those? I don't know if you've had friends like this. Maybe you have been this person. They get into a romantic relationship with someone and then they just stop talking to their friends oh, man. and they all start of, putting that's all of that's everyone i mean it's not everyone but so, yeah well i always was tried to be careful not to be that person because i've yeah. seen that you know they put all their eggs in this one basket right they start strengthening this one pillar mm-hmm. above all else and it's great well that relationship's going good good you have a really strong foundational pillar right here okay what happens when that starts falling apart right well normally if you have a friendship or something you have some problem in life you have to knock down that pillar Mm. okay it's good you still have enough enough other pillars holding up this is exactly right? the movie inside out are you sure you haven't seen it oh i have seen it but i i don't think that's it just well, anyway. looks your... <laughs> i didn't mean to throw you're really taken away from the uniqueness of what i'm saying here <laughs> i'm so sorry <laughs> it's I'm all just disney figured it out um but anyway <laughs> okay, yeah well anyway the whole uh, the whole thing here too though is that if you know you've seen those romantic relationships where people do that and then what happens when that relationship goes bad and they need to get rid of it, but they don't because, you know, basically they have this pillar and the pillar starts rotting. So you need to get rid of that pillar, but you can't because it's the only pillar holding everything up. Yeah. Right. So it's important to, what does they say? Diversify your portfolio or whatever. Yeah. Right? Diversify your portfolio. <laughs> but you got to do that with, yeah. And you got to do that with, you know, that's why I think friends are like the most important things because they're the family that you choose, you know? Wow. That's like and, a good tagline. Right. family that you choose i wish i could say i came up with i'm sure that's been said oh, okay. um no let's you ever do that do you ever can you ever say something that, that that like has been said before by people and someone thinks you're the first one to come up with it and you have this choice in your head whether to act whether you, yeah whether you're the you know whether to take like, the credit do i let them think i'm a genius or yeah but this is a podcast so like if people listen they'll be like i I say that all the time. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, they can think whatever they want. Don't worry. No one's, I have to tell myself no one's listening to this, to be honest, so that I can relax. Um, <laughs> well, otherwise. but still, if we, 
Well, that's the thing, though, that, under, that for me, because I prioritize and value friendships to such a degree, I mean, I think, like, life is a series. It's almost like these controlled, exp these experiments that we're, we're having, these, like, scientific studies. But basically, we do them and we find out the answer by the end of our lives, and it's not that helpful at that point, you know? <laughs> so we're, like, guessing, and we're just hoping that we're, our yeah. hypothesis about what matters is right, Yeah. you know, uh, happens. And I just felt like this belief that I've had about the importance of friendships and prioritizing them has been one that keeps getting proven to me over and over and over again. I need to like share this with people and, 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 you know, to me, that's why I keep, you know, for me, I jumped at the opportunity when, when we started to, to chat with you more and to be friends with you, even though we live at this distance um, for that reason, you know, and also because you're super cool. Thanks, Josh. Yeah, you're cool too. I think it's hard to like, like what you're saying about when you realized how important friendship is and it's like you want to tell everyone that and i honestly think i remember you trying to explain to me why friendship is important like you used to <laughs> eat all these parties that you would have at your place i think this was in either high school or the beginning of university or both i don't know i never went i never went to one of them and you were like well, Did what you do you not, 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 not none of them i feel like you came to something or something i didn't i never went to one of them and i remember you would constantly invite me and I'm such a jerk. Like, I think a lot of the time I did have my own group of friends, but like, I, my answer wasn't like, it's not Oh, like you were just like an introvert. You were like, I don't like people or something. I, yeah, you know? I would say like, I don't like people. And I mean, I don't, that's not true. Like, I, I love people. I just, I don't like big groups of people where it makes me feel anxious. Like, I just, I mean, like most people, I have some intense social you're not you're an intj personality type which we can I'm not, talk about I'm an, not an at, another, <laughs> at another time no. <laughs> we'll save the mbti for later but i'm not i've been mistyped all this time um, <laughs> we're not we can't really be so rigidly yeah. classified and we shouldn't rigidly classify ourselves necessarily because that doesn't leave room for adaptation and change even though oh this is a whole other talk for another it's time useful. about how we yeah, I think we should, we got to save that because I yeah. think we could go on about MBT. For another time, I think we have to talk about how we change it because, you know, my, my, my undergraduate degree was in developmental cognitive neuroscience. Oh, right, yeah. Which literally studied how we, our brains develop prenatally, you know, pregnancy to adulthood and which is, I think, extremely applicable, but not a lot of people talk about how we actually develop and why, how and why it actually becomes harder to to be, to stay open-minded as we get older and to continue to, and that, of course, that ties into making friends yeah. as we get older, you know, and why we're still so open and, and, and adaptable and moldable when we're younger. And then that cement starts to harden as we get older and why, you know, we have to actively try. I don't know. Do you know a lot of like, I have a question for you. Do you know older people who don't seem to have any friends? I mean, or very few, or like who seem to be kind of isolated, like, you know, elderly people. Yeah, I mean, like, maybe less friends, maybe. Yeah, why? What's the... Well, I don't know, for me, I know I've seen that happen more than a few times with, with some older people. Hmm. And I see how lonely that can be later on in life. And I keep, I always wonder, like, this is a likable person. Why don't, where's their group of friends? What's, and then you see, I just see other older people that seem to have great groups of friends and it keeps them young and healthy, you know? Yeah. Um, but being like old and alone, I feel is not something that we 
want. And some people think that all gets solved with a romantic thing, but you know, that can go away for a variety of reasons. I mean, I have a lot of thoughts on that because I don't, I don't know. It's a, it's a hard thing. Cause I really, I do appreciate friendship, but I also, and I, I say this a lot, but like, I'm totally like you're on, my, on my own for like really long. So do you think, so do you think when you're older, so it's like, if this might be a difference between us, but like, do you think when you're older, that's what you would hope to like, to be old and alone, just kind of <laughs> my goal is life. alone. I think, I mean, I think one of the, f not fears, but like, I'm not really that into the idea of being like, uh, like living with another old person as an old person. Like I look at my grandma and I kind of, I like her life. Like she lives alone. She just, um, like she reads and watches TV, plays cards with a friend once a week or so. Um, she does have friends at least. I think, I don't know. I, I guess I don't look at that as a bad thing because I, I would prefer that over being in like a yelly relationship with a <laughs> another old crotchety person like I love my space like I just want a few cats like I think I, I look forward <laughs> so you don't want to be a you two cats are like people that don't bother you they're like people who yeah they're just like these tiny <laughs> adorable furry entertainment like, so you want to be that old cat lady that's what you I would love to be an old cat lady I think that's perfect it's a, no, it's, it, it isn't though. Cause I also like, you know, when you also want other things in life, it's like, okay, that's the goal. But like, I got to do other things. Are you one of those people? Cause I personally would hate, like one of my biggest fears is like being alone on an Island somewhere by myself. Oh, I, would, I think I just I mean, go crazy. So I've said for a long, uh, again, this is like super nerdy, but like, I'm like so nerdy. Um, it was, I would always just say like See, nowadays being adulthood friends being nerdy is a cool thing I know that's why you know, I said it like kids, that because everybody's like I am such a nerd and then they'll say something and I'm like it's not um, <laughs> but I would say like books are my friends and I, I really like I do feel that way about oh that is super nerdy that is I know by the way did we mention that our job that we worked at together was at a library? I think we did, yeah. Putting away books, yeah. Yeah, no, I... It makes so much sense now. You lived with books, even I as your job. Books. Yeah, I feel so, like, calm with books around me. Like, I just... Hiya, what do you do now? We haven't even talked about this. What do you do now? Who are you? Like, like what do you do for... What, what, is, what, what did um, you do? What did you end up doing? Oh, is this... I think we've got a good amount of material for now. Should we keep going, or...? <laughs> well, I just want to know who you are for a second. Like, we haven't even talked... We haven't that, even... Does my job tell who I am? Okay, so yeah, I did. Um, well, does it? I don't know. I don't think so because it's it always needs so many follow up questions like that. I don't ever want to answer. So, we'll go into it more in another time. But what do you do? What do, what is it that you you just finished uh, something? Yeah, I, I just finished a PhD. Yeah. Uh, so you're a doctor. Yeah, I'm not the kind. You're a doctor, Ayaishai. That's true. I'm not. I should be uh, calling you doctor. It. Yeah, you should. I. I wasn't going to say anything, but like, <laughs> no, I, being a technically a doctor is usually something I use when I'm losing an argument or saying something stupid. I'll say like, um, like I'm a doctor. I'm a doctor. I'm a doctor, you guys. Um, but yeah, my doctorate is in Hispanic studies technically, which is like Spanish language, literature stuff. I feel like that would be super useful if you come down here and live in LA. Yeah, there are jobs. I mean, I'm applying for jobs in the US too to teach Spanish. You are? Yeah. So you want to teach Spanish? Yeah, I am. I'm doing that part-time right now at Western in London, Ontario. Like I teach online um, intermediate oh. Spanish. Yeah. And why were you drawn so much to the Spanish? Um, I love languages. Like I remember liking 
French in high school and then like Spanish class was just it was like French but more fun and easier and it was just my favorite class and I had it with this one friend and it was just it was just super fun uh I don't know why I and I so when I always wanted to be a writer but I didn't know like what to go into in school I guess I could have done creative writing but I had kind of I didn't like our high school creative writing ladies I just, oh, we were I, in the same, we were in the same, remember, we were in the same I high do, school we can, creative writing class. Yeah. That actually would be one of the first places I think we started to bond a little bit. Did we? I, don't I feel like a little bit in that class. Don't you remember? Uh, I do remember the short story you wrote. We would like, we read each other's stuff. And I don't know. I felt like I That's got to know true. you a little better. Okay. Yeah. I think you, you're nicer than I like, but yeah, it, it's probably when we got to know each other a bit better. And I do remember thinking you had a good story, which was probably like, like part the of nicest thing yeah. you ever thought about me up to well, that point. <laughs> uh, it was, I mean, I value being good at writing. So for yeah. me, yeah, that was kind of like a, um, a respect that I kind of started to have, I guess. But uh, yeah, no, I just ended up in, to come back to the point of why I chose what I chose, yeah. I kind of ended up there. Like I was in comparative literature because I liked, I liked being able to learn, like, like kind of pick anything because they would go on about like literature and psychology and like I was really interested in all of that stuff and history and mm. I was interested in everything and I couldn't pick so I went into comparative literature and then it ended up I didn't have enough courses to actually get a major and then I was like uh maybe I'll do Hispanic studies I did a few more courses and got a degree in that and then I don't know I just kind of kept continuing you have so many interests yeah that you wanted I have to so many interests I, I had you, you know what yeah I, you, what I was thinking about recently and I, I think this this applies really another good reason to have adulthood friends, I'm just going to keep saying that, um, <laughs> is, well, here's the thing. Like, I remember my friend Jacob recently, he was like, Josh, I just read this book on, like, the Civil War in America in, like, the 1700s. I don't know when it, I don't know okay. when it But he says some, like, specific, uh, like, thing involved slavery and all this stuff. Like, Josh, you need to read this book. It's amazing. It's fascinating. And I was like, no, I don't. I said, you read the book so you can tell me what was in the book. So I don't have to read it. That's the whole, that's the whole benefit of us being friends right. is that I can get some of your There's knowledge without having to have learning. your experiences. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you can't do everything. And I mean, that's not something I would do. That's something he would look into and learn. And then he could share that knowledge with me while I do some stuff that I can then share it's like you life know, with him. Yeah. And so the more friends you have, I think the more honestly intelligent you'll become the more knowledge you will gain because, you know, I've got, uh, you know, our, our common friend, Grant, I do. Grant Vesna, also Dr. Grant Vesna now. He's an orthodontist and he's an orthodontic oh, professor. Cool. Yes. So what do I know about orthodontics? Quite a lot now, actually, <laughs> because I talk to Grant all the time and I know like this world of like being, you know, an orthodontist and what that's like. And I, I kept thinking, I would never know any of this if I didn't, maintain a friendship with Grant. Well, I mean, you can also read books and learn. You can, but do what you can do and what you will do are very different things. I'm interested in something. I read a book about it, but I think that's what I mean by I see books as That's friends. what you mean by books here. I, there uh -huh, we go. Look at that. Yeah. And you see friends as books that you don't have to read. That's, in, I guess I sort of do. I see <laughs> friends as books that you can just talk to it instead of having to read. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Do you think so maybe I sees yeah. books as friends and Josh sees friends as books. Okay. Oh, yeah. There well, you go. I mean, if we want to reduce it, of course, it's a little. That's, I, that's the whole fun of this thing. We get to reduce ourselves. Yes, we get to say whatever we want. <laughs>
I feel like there's a lot of as an introvert and Josh is an extrovert. I think we have like a good hour. Do you want to? We can wrap this up. Let's wrap it up. Well, how do we end this? I don't know. I remember asking before we started this podcast, like, oh, how are we going to end it? We're like, I don't know. We'll just find the end. We'll just figure it out. It feels <laughs> like a lot more pressure when we think someone might actually listen to this one day. I think the real question to ask ourselves right now is what, are, you know, we die, we dove into as adulthood friends, looking at what it meant to be, you know, start, you know, quote unquote, childhood friends first as we, as we, you know, and how we came to this point and why it's important. I think it's a good thing to just ask right now at this point, like, do you feel is it's important for us to continue this friendship that we've rediscovered and why? Oh, I mean, like, obviously, I, I wouldn't have started a podcast. Oh, yeah, I, I knew your answer would be yes, but the why. Oh, why? <laughs> um, <laughs> You're like, no, actually, I just decided after this podcast, I don't think we should be friends anymore. <laughs> I think one of, like, the, one of the reasons I think I really started to appreciate our friendship was honestly while I was struggling to write my thesis and your views on writing really, like, kind of rang true for me and kind of kept me writing sometimes like I would think uh-huh. about how um because you would say like I think one of the things you said we were having like um we went to like a Vietnamese place and you were just like talking about how I remember some, was saying something about the play that you wrote they were criticizing it and you were like well it's a lot better than the play you didn't write or like this <laughs> right. you didn't write and I was just like yeah like why am I I'm because so, I was so afraid to write anything ever and it's just like, well, then you have nothing. And yeah, nobody can, nobody can criticize nothing, but like, so what? Like, what did you accomplish by, because I was so afraid. I'm super judgmental, like you said. And like, that, that is a real thing that I apply not just to other people, but to myself. So like when I'm. Well, that's actually one of the reasons I think being so judgmental can be such a, sorry to cut you off for oh, a second, ahead, but yeah. I just wanted to say, that's one of the reasons that, like, okay, if you want to be judgmental of other people, that's, that's all right. But I think it's harmful the most to you. Because if you're, if you're that critical and judgmental of others, you're, you are likely going to be as hard, sure. if not harder, on yourself. For sure. And you have to treat yourself kindly. You have to treat yeah. yourself with respect, too, you know? Yeah. No, so the inner critic, like, kind of turning the volume down on the inner critic was very helpful. And, like, I mean, I remember you were one of the kind of voices oh. that helped because you were like, there's no perfect anything. You just, like, just do it. And it's just, like it's so much, it's an accomplishment to have done something, right? Not just to, like, you're not going to do it perfectly and like, oh, well, too, too bad. No one does anything perfectly. Who gives a shit? Like, there is no perfect. I mean, you're one of the people. Perfect is the enemy of good, right? Yeah, that was one of my, oh, go ahead. No, I guess the perfect is the enemy of good. There you go. Yeah. So, I mean, and you're definitely not the only person to say that any of those things and you probably, yeah. I know. I just came up. What are you talking about? Like I just came up with that. It's a brand new. No, no. I'm just kidding. But I mean, like, <laughs> for some reason, like having someone from your childhood who like brings this stuff up and just like it just, I was like, yeah. Why don't I hang out with them more? Because I remember after we left, I felt like super. Um, what's the word? I think it was that one hangout that we had. The Vietnamese place. Yeah, I remember the Vietnamese place. Yeah, it was good. It was a good hangout. And the, after that hangout, I felt like very inspired almost and it made me yeah. want to do things like to write to do all of that stuff and it has been that way since and I think that's probably one of like the main um it's not the main reason but it was one of like the big You're like there's something there's something that can better you know this friendship can yes add was, to our life showed me how much it, it adds to my life yeah so. the same you know you're very I felt very invigorated by that as well I invigorated is the word I would that's use, a good actually, word yeah because yeah. I felt like, you know, every time we have a discussion, I feel like, I also feel like going to go write and create yeah. and, 
and do. And, and, and I think about life on other levels. Um, you know, it's interesting. Sometimes we think when we have a thought, it's just in the moment. But I think it's possible. It's not only possible. I think this is how it works. If you have a new thought or understanding in a moment from a conversation, forevermore moving forward, you could have just changed yourself. You know what I mean? You, that, that can impact everything. Mm. That, new, that new way of understanding could literally change you and change your direction and the choices you make moving forward based on the new understanding you may have come to. Um, and I feel like we were having tons of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Which it is, did feel like that, yeah. Yeah. True. Well, right. so hopefully here's to, here's to more of that and, yeah. and diving in deeper. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because we're really uh, doing this podcast for ourselves. Like, if I think that's the best way to look at it because I'm so afraid of people listening. I'm not afraid of people listening to me, <laughs> but kind of, like... What you know when we were asking ourselves? I think it's freeing. Before. It's f- it's freeing to to just do it for yourself. Or? Well, I, no, I think just even if we just put it out, then screw it, like whatever. Yeah, exactly. Screw People. whatever. If you guys want to listen to this, um, yeah. So yeah, let's wrap things up. I guess this has been that was that was yeah that was me trying to wrap. wrap it I know. Up. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> this is our first uh, podcast. Thanks for listening. Hopefully, there's more to come, like Josh just said. Uh, Hopefully, yeah. I, you're awesome. Josh, you're all right, too. (laughs) (laughs) This has been Adulthood Friends. Bye.